For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, Commanders fans? Thanks for joining us on another episode of Believe in Commanders. I'm your man, Brian Murphy. As always, joined by my guy, AAA, Anthony Armstrong, the original 1-3. Ah, man, it feels good to be talking about a a victory. It was a fun Sunday in the NFL. Lot to talk about, but AAA, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. I've been I've been bragging on these temperatures that has been down here in the great state, and and it's also great to follow up with a win to come up mm-hmm. off of a win, seeing the Commanders go on the road, get a big victory, um, and to see some people show up, you know, show up yeah. and answer answer the bell, right? Basically, because this was one of those games where, you know, what it was just kind of like, hey, show me, show me what you're gonna do, and they came away with a victory, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to break down the Washington game, but there was a there were a bunch of really cool stories, like not just on the field, but off the field, kind of all tied together this week, especially. It was a really fun week nine. And and like you said, it's even more fun when the team that we cover, the Commanders, gets a big victory for the first time in almost a month. So we're going to dive into all of it. A, a lot of fun stuff to talk about, but we couldn't do that without our guys at Bet Online. So AAA, tell them about Bet Online, about all the fun stuff that they can hit, that they can do over there with our sponsors. Bet Online is your number one place to go for your all sports betting needs. You've got, hey, they got crypto bonuses. If you are depositing with crypto, you got a fifty percent welcome bonus, where you can use our code Believe B L E A V to get that. There are free contests, poker, esports, race books, all the sports you can consider parlays you can just mix and match you got futures as well so if you took that victor wimbiana to win the nba rookie of the year you could jump in on that now or you could have been holding on to it for a while over there at bet online it's where the game starts and they always hold us down over here on the believe in commander show that's right uh yeah so uh, a lot of good things to check out there you can see it scrolling if you're watching on youtube betonline.ag use bleav get that 50 percent welcome bonus as anthony mentioned uh, we appreciate those guys for bringing us the show all the time. So before we get into the commanders, let's let's jump around the league a little bit here. I think there is uh, there are a couple of stories that could lead off, but I think there's one guy that that kind of has been just an uh, come from nowhere story, a success story so far this season. Now for two, maybe technically three teams so far in the 2023 NFL season. I'm talking about Josh Dobbs, and it happened right here in my neck of the woods uh, here in Atlanta. He was traded at the deadline to the Minnesota Vikings, who lost Kirk Cousins with the Achilles injury. They said, hey, man, you get this week, you know, get the offense under your belt. We'll start you next week. You'll you'll kind of ramp up from there. Jaron Hall gets the start. They're kind of hanging in there. I don't know if you watched much of that game, Anthony, but he gets popped at the goal line. And just like that, the Josh Jobs story starts this week for the Minnesota Vikings. Fast forward, he brings the Vikings all the way back uh, against our old friend Taylor Heineke in a great game there in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, But just kind of another awesome moment in the Josh Jobs story this year. What are your thoughts on this guy and uh, what do you have to say about him? 
I mean, Josh Jobs is a special individual, man. I think that his Wikipedia and Google searches have gone up just over this past few weeks because yeah. I had to go look it up. I mean, like like you mentioned, he started the playoff game for Tennessee earlier this year. Tennessee brought him in off of the, I think, Cleveland's practice squad, and they were like, hey, come on over, and you're going to start this playoff game. A playoff game in the NFL without any, any, any – familiarity with that offense now he's been in the league he got drafted in the fifth round or fourth fifth round uh, to Pittsburgh out of Tennessee and was last minute starter in Arizona like you said held it down he already played against the commanders this year and now he's over there playing in Minnesota and that was against his hometown team his home That's state right. team he's a, he's from Alpharetta Georgia um, Wesley and, and gotta, Alpharetta High School yeah so yeah, you know he had family he had family in the stands so I know that feels good um, and you ought to wonder as thick as these playbooks are in the NFL you're like how do how does how does a player know all those things and catch on? This guy's an aerospace engineering major. So he he is no slouch. He understands it all. He's like, oh, I get it. The trajectory and the arc of this pass, and I can make this throw. He, he could probably break it down with all the formulas. But shout out to Josh Dobbs, man. You win 2023. I know there's about six, seven weeks left in this year, but you get my vote, my man. Congratulations to him. And some more congratulations are in order to uh, another team in the NFL. Uh, there's another show that you can go and listen to all their content to cover this team, but the Las Vegas Raiders. They have been our little pet team uh, for the past couple of episodes from what they've gone through with Josh McDaniels and then now rolling in to get a big win for their interim head coach, Antonio Pierce, former NFL linebacker, former in, uh, New England, uh, former New York Giant. And Washington. Washington and, oh, he, and he was Washington a little yeah. bit, so he, he got a little tie-in over here. The Raiders handle the Giants. They celebrate with cigars. What do you think? Did you see the celebration with the cigars? I heard about it more than anything, but I was like, yeah, if you're if you get out from underneath that goober and Josh McDaniels, who it, it, get, I want to give us credit. We've been talking about how poor of a, a job this guy has been doing for since last year. We talked about him a little bit. Uh, so they they absolutely deserve it. I don't care. I, I mean, this Antonio Pierce, I don't think he he started this season um expecting to be coaching a team i think he was hoping maybe to work his way up to maybe i don't know a defensive coordinator or something like that and all of a sudden he's coaching the team against yeah. his former team that he won a super bowl with um so yeah uh, smoke the cigars smoke them if you got them i mean yeah i love it i think it was awesome and you know i don't think they think they won the super bowl i don't even know if they think they're they're back in the playoff hunt but it just feels mm -hmm. good to win a game uh, like the commanders did yesterday like the raiders did yesterday especially the week that they had um, getting trounced on Monday night football, um, making a change at quarterback, which is always hard to do. And they just absolutely dominated the Giants. It wasn't even close. And so, yeah, that was really fun to see. And you never know. This could be the, the springboard for something big for them and something big for Antonio Pierce. We could be talking about the not just the interim head coach. He could be the head coach if he plays his cards right. So, yep. yeah, celebrate with cigars. I have no problem with it. Yeah, they deserve that. All of that. Um, I mean, and if anybody's hating on it, go look at the go look at the pictures of sports teams back in like the fifties and the sixties. Them suckers were smoking squares during halftime. That's so right. don't worry about these grown men who are well trained bodies, uh, athletic people who 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 take care of themselves day in and day out. They can smoke a cigar if they need to. Uh, I'm happy for those guys. I think they played their asses off, and mm -hmm. I knew that the, you knew they were going to show up. And that was one of those games. I said, you know what? Go put some money on them daggum. Uh, Raiders are going to show out for Antonio Pierce against his former team, and it was big. And you mentioned him being the eventual head coach. I think between him 
and between a Dan Campbell. Um, those couple of guys, seeing how Antonio finished this year and then success that he's had, Dan Campbell's had in Detroit, I think you got to start considering a lot more players, mm-hmm. former players. Um, and then and Deion mm-hmm. Sanders. Now, I know Deion is going to do it his way. He's going to be much more flashing. That's how Prime does it. But there's something about looking across at your coach and understanding he's been in the exact same shoes you've been in, and you can respect that and you're going to listen to it. Well, and I think more recently than, than some guys, because Ron Rivera played in the league, but we've talked a little bit about how That's true. you know the That's game true. was a little bit different. But I, but more recent players, I was pointing out to my wife yesterday watching the the Chiefs and the Dolphins uh, yesterday morning, and there's Wes Welker on the sideline for the Dolphins. I mean, these guys yeah. that were not – I mean, they were in the league, what, four or five years ago, and, and it's fun to see them getting getting some chances here as interns and, and moving their way up. I, I agree with you. I, was, I had the same thought yesterday. I was like, how soon are we going to see these guys that were dominating Madden and dominating your fantasy football teams yeah. then coaching? I think there are going to be a lot of cool stories like that because you're right. I think the best way to relate to these guys is to have somebody who's done it but also who's done yeah. it pretty recently and at a pretty high level. So I'm excited to see that kind of infusion of more uh, recent players. Yeah, I, I know my personal decision to not get into coaching, not saying anybody was like banging on my door to be like, Anthony, please come coach us. But I, I was more of the fact that I, I didn't feel like I could coach the people that I was on the same level as, like they sure. were my peers. You get what I'm saying? Sure. To, to go to that it just something about it didn't seem right because I felt like I was still learning and I would have learned along the way. Um, I just wasn't ready to go make that jump. Now I could see myself doing it, having players that are 10, 15 years younger than me, you know, speaking from a 40 year old perspective. Yeah, I think I could do a coaching thing now. Schedule may not be something that I'm too uh, you know, excited for, but I think it could happen. Um, so, yeah, uh, speaking of good coaching, what do you, you got something else? I was going to say real quick on Josh Dobbs. I saw a video that he uh, he legitimately had not taken a snap with the offense, said he didn't know the guy's names. There was a snap on the sideline of them, the offensive line, learning his cadence and his his kind of, you know, emphasis on different snaps and stuff. So go check that out. It just I mean, wow. just another cool story. So the Raiders and Josh Dobbs absolutely wow. win this week. And uh, depending on how things go the rest of the season, we could see them you know, playing, playing a little bit longer than I think anybody expected. So Man, I wanted to throw that football. in there. Pretty cool. Yeah. That is, that is cool. That is cool. And, and it really though, like people think, Oh, it's just a snap. You got to think every quarterback has a different snap. Everybody has right. a different delivery. Everybody has a different way and a pace and a rhythm that they're going to say plays. And it's the same thing whenever you're hearing the plays called. Right. So there's a lot that goes on. So shout out to them. Shout out to West, uh, West Phillips OC uh, up there in Minnesota as well for getting that thing down. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Uh, now let's go and talk about these hometown boys, the Believe right. in Commanders, the Washington Commanders outlast the Patriots 20 to 17 on the road. Uh, the score was a lot closer than than I felt like the game was. Um, did you get to watch the whole game like direct straight through or did you have to kind of catch bits and pieces like myself? Uh, I, I was watching most of it. You know, obviously dad duties kind of 
take over it from time to time. But yeah, I was watching most of it and I agree with you. Uh, it felt like Washington, maybe in a couple, I mean, maybe it's the story of Washington. Maybe they're just not there yet to kind of put teams away, but it did feel like they had a way better control over this game. And then all of a sudden you look up and the Patriots are driving with a chance to tie or take the lead on the last drive of the game. Um, but again, uh, you know, we'll kind of break down the nitty gritty of it, but turnovers can do that to you. I mean, Washington was cruising to a 10 0 lead. Looked like it could have been, uh, you know, even more. Uh, they got the ball back. Brian Robinson fumbles. Um, Sam, Sam Howell has a bad interception, which I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll break down here in a second, but yeah, I agree with you. It did not feel like a 20 to 17 game, but I, I don't know that this team is there yet to blow teams out or to kind of really stomp on teams. So the fact that they got it, the job done, regardless of the score, I'm, I'm happy with it. And, uh, I think there's stuff to be learned from it. I don't think it was perfect by any means, but, uh, definitely a good win and a place you hadn't won in since 1996, I believe. And then you hadn't beat the Patriots at all in 20 years. And that was a young Tom Brady and maybe his third season. So, mm. uh, man, just, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take a win however it comes, but I agree that it maybe looked a little closer than it really was. This is the ultimate, you know, look at it, learn from it. You know, wins feel good, but let's get dig let's dig into the details and see what happened. A few things that I liked about it that really jumped out for me. Uh on that offensive side, number one, uh Sam Howell hit nine different receivers. He had hit eight different receivers uh in the first half, I think it was. So nine different receivers. Um, and I want to say three or four of those receivers had four catches or more. So it wasn't like it was just one catch going to a random player on the one time he was in. Players were getting utilized across the board. Byron Pringle, three for 55. Jahan Dotson, four for 69 in the tub. Terry, five for 73. Crowder and Logan uh, had four receptions each. Um, and and I, I really, I really liked the usage of Antonio Gibson. I, I think that the way that he's getting the ball in his hands – uh, I think he had about five or six carries. He had about five or six receptions, plus the kick returns. You're getting this guy the ball in some favorable situations, good matchups, and he's able to use his size to his advantage. Yeah, I agree with you. All, all of that. I think the good quarterbacks spread the ball around, and I'm curious. Maybe it's something I can dive in when I'm when I've got a second. But I, I, I have. I feel like Sam Howell has to be leading the le league in, um, you know, number of receivers that he's targeted or number of times that he's targeted X amount of receivers because it feels like every week we're talking about a bunch of different guys getting involved. John Bates had one catch for negative yardage, but if if Sam Howell had a little bit more time and maybe a little bit better of a throw, John Bates walks in for. For a touchdown on one play so there's a lot left to be uh desired but i was really pleased with the offense as a whole i think eric Bieniemy called a great game i think they used the running game effectively uh mm -hmm. you know you could still argue that it was a little pass heavy but i think that that's what the game called for and i think that sam howell was slinging it around so nicely that you didn't really want to kind of get him out of a rhythm and i agree with you uh, how many times do we see patrick mahomes make a huge play to a guy like uh like Sky Moore or Marquez Valdez Scantling, the guys that are afterthoughts. And that's what has happened recently with Byron Pringle getting involved the last couple yep. of weeks. And Jameson then Deami, Crowder. Yeah, Jameson Deami Brown had a couple of big catches as well, which I had kind of 
I kind of thought yeah. that Deami Brown was kind of getting replaced by Crowder and Pringle, but he made his his presence known. So a lot, a lot of good stuff. And I agree with you. The running backs were used pretty perfectly. Um, Brian Robinson scored again. He had a, a little bit of work in the passing game. And then Antonio Gibson was that perfect change of pace back that I think he is so valuable as. And uh, when, when the offense is humming, it's nice to see these things going on. So, yeah, really, really good stuff from the offense. The bat, the one bad thing, turnovers, obviously, but that turnover yeah. in the end zone was just horrible. I think Sam yeah, Howell would yeah. tell you that. I think everybody would tell you that. You can't really get caught up on it. It's a young quarterback trying to make a play. Um, I tweeted it out. I don't know how you feel. They had, had been doing this two-minute offense, getting down there. You know, I think that was the – 23 yard conversion by Sam Howell on his legs. Yep. He's gassed. You have all your timeouts. Call a run if for nothing mm. else, just to give your your team a, a chance to get a breather. Sam Howell, you know, a young quarterback like every quarterback wants to do, wants to make a play, just a horrible throw. Um, so you can knock him for that. But I, I think even that 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 brief uh, mark or that brief demerit, still you have to be uh, giving this guy a solid B, if not better, for what he did yesterday. I mean, statistically, the guy played his ass off. Yeah, he, all the yards, all the completions, and it's been you know pretty much on trend for what he's done all year. But mm-hmm. this game, this game, it, it was good because it was they weren't necessarily down by they weren't down by like three scores and having to perform like this. Right, they were able to stay with their game plan, get yeah. the ball out to Ag on the screens, let him run on the edges a little bit, and and then let Brian run with some power. I was very. I was happy to see that Deami was getting utilized in the middle of the field in different areas, not just going deep down on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the throw to Jahan on the touchdown. That right there was just like a little beautiful layup. Just dropped that thing in the bucket. Um, shout out to Sam. I mean, Sam got some touch about him. Yeah. And and he's he is very, very good whenever he sees what he wants and he gets what he wants. Like he's he is very good. He operates very well in that capacity. I had a, uh, you know, I work at a school. I had a, a, one of the coaches tell me, make, make aggressive mistakes. And I think that that's what Sam Howell has done. You know, there's, there's not a lot of indecisiveness. Yes, he holds the ball, but I think that's because he's waiting for the throw he wants to make. Mm-hmm. And I'll take that any day over a guy that is just kind of unsure about what's he, what he wants to do. I'd, I'd be having some worries if he was scrambling more than he is, you know, because I, I, I think scrambling for a young quarterback is the way that they kind of bail out of things and kind of buy time. And maybe it makes their numbers look a little bit better. But I think he runs when he has to. But 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 I'm with you. I think he makes the throws that he wants to throw. Um, you know, he can he can lob some balls in there. And then we saw him, you know, throw some darts in there. I think the one to Terry McLaurin through a couple of guys was the perfect window. Terry was able to run after the catch. And there were a few of those uh, every week. So, yeah, I'm I'm really, really pleased with what I'm seeing in Sam Howell. Ten games uh, in. Go ahead. Ten games in, I don't think you can make any decisions about the future, but you have to be pleased with what you got right now. Oh, I, I think you're good. I think you I think he's right on track. You know, he's as many times as he's been sacked, people were talking about David Carr and being shell shocked and gun shy. This guy ain't blinked. No. He hadn't blinked. He gets punched in the mouth by Mike Tyson and Butterbean and gets back up. He doesn't trip, right? The guy's That's been correct. tackled. I mean, and he could have been banging on on the, the table and saying, y'all got a block for me, and he could have really dogged his old line. He ain't saying anything. He's like, I got to be better with the ball. And the thing is, the beautiful thing about that is when you're the leader of that team and you're taking all that accountability, everybody knows. Like, I probably need, to, probably need to run my route a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. 
You know, uh, if, if I if I catch that pass on second down, now we're not in third and long. The play call changes. You get how the right. you get how that goes. The offensive line is have. I make my block. And shout out to the offensive line. Shout out to Chris Paul. Shout out yeah. to Tyler Larson. Both of those guys, you know, stepping in into those starting roles now. And it was what four sacks given up. But I want to say that it, it they look better. It yeah. looks like a much better unit. And Brian Murphy had a tip hat tip to you <laughs> for uh, saying shuffle some things up. And shout out to that front office for listening to the show. That's right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's like basketball, especially when you have a unit that is supposed to work together. You know, sometimes a game's going and your starting five just don't have it for whatever reason. And, and it's okay to mix in a bench player or two. And that's kind of what they, they've done on the offensive line. Uh, I saw we have some really good, smart fans that are, are good at breaking down clips. And I love to kind of, you know, follow along. I'm sorry I don't have the credit right now. But somebody pointed out that Chris Paul, you just mentioned, blocked two guys on that Jahan touchdown. He had his guy. And mm-hmm. another guy was coming free who I think was coming to try to at least get a hand in the air to tip the pass. And he hit him in the stomach, I think, as he jumped. So he was taking on two guys. I love to see that. Um, and I'm with you. It wasn't perfect. You still gave up some sacks. Um, but it's it's growth. And if you're giving me growth, I'll, I'll take that any day of the week. You know, you mentioned uh, the receivers showing up. I was just quickly looking. I don't know where everybody else falls. And there's going to have to take quite, quite a few to look at. But these are the top five receptions on the team. Terry McLaurin, 47, Curtis Samuel at 35, Jahan at 34, Logan at 33, and Antonio Gibson at 25. So you have five guys with 25 or more receptions. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's pretty good um, because you got to think that they're they're spreading the ball around and, they're hit, and he's hitting a lot of people. Yep. You know, that's a, that's a lot of completions that's going across the board. You don't get to really – you know, target or circle one guy and say, this is the one that you got to go after. Um, I mean, I'm looking through, you're looking through the list. I mean, yeah, you see AJ Brown with 67 and Devonte Smith with 42. Um, but I bet their third receiver is, you know, well, well lower yeah. than that. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. um, I, and- I'm, I'm interested to see how this continues to, to, to carry on throughout the season. Yeah, and, and stats aren't everything, but Sam Howell, as we head into Monday Night Football when we're recording this, is the second leading passer in the league. Uh, that's, a, that's a huge deal, and I know he's had to throw a lot. They've been behind in some games, but I don't think it's too out of the game script. I, I was thinking about this. Washington has only played in two non-one-score games. You know, there was the beatdown by Buffalo, and there was the Thursday night debacle against Chicago. Everything else has been eight points or less, and I think three or four of those have been four points or less. So it's not like he's throwing around getting some garbage time. I mean, they, they've they needed this guy, and he has stepped yeah. up to the occasion. So uh, yeah. it's really encouraging to see. So uh, second in passing, I think he's like top five, top six, top seven in passing touchdowns. And I think a lot of that is spreading the ball around. Terry McLaurin's only got two maybe three of those and so the fact that they are spreading it around is huge uh, a lot of people have compared and said maybe that he is the best quarterback since you know Kirk Cousins and, mm-hmm. and and you saying that spreading the ball around made me think about that offense you know you had Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson were your two guys but then how many times was Jamison Crowder making a big play Jordan Reed uh, yep. a couple backs out of the backfield Chris Thompson and, and Rob Kelly different guys at different times so maybe that's the MO of Washington I mean yep. the fun bunch there were, I mean Art Monk was the the guy but there were other guys too that contributed and I think Sanders, that's the, yep. yeah I think that's the key to success is spreading the ball around and I think you and I have kind of or you know 
I don't want to put words in your mouth, but at the beginning of the year, I kind of said, be a point guard. Get the guy that's open the ball. I don't care if it's your your five-star center that's dunking everything. That's fine. Get it to the three-star yeah. as well. Get it to Logan Thomas. Jamison Crowder out of nowhere nowhere now has a, a, a contributed in back-to-back weeks. So yeah. Sam Howell just distributing the ball all around. I love to see it, and that's all you can ask for from a young quarterback. Yeah, Jameson Crowder has 13 receptions right now and a touchdown on the season. Brian Robinson has 14. So he's he's Jameson has surpassed uh, a Deami Brown, you know, and Pringle. Byron Pringle has seven receptions on the year. So th- the fact that you're seeing all this is is on purpose. I remember reading an article before the season to try to get to what to expect from from this team. And, and it talked about how Patrick Mahomes was his at his best. He was starting to spread the ball around to multiple receivers, but also multiple areas of the field. Um, so it's interesting to see how Sam Howell kind of takes that iteration of the offense and makes it his own. Um, now we got to go and talk about the defense. The, yeah. the defense played well and they shut the door. That's what they did. They shut the door. Quan Martin had an interception at the end of that game. I uh, think the, the the folks over there ref the district had had a had a, a lineup of the defensive players on the field. I saw at the that, time. yeah. I was it was like eight or nine like rookie. Well, it was like four it was like rookies, and then everybody mm-hmm. was like five years and under. Yeah, for the most yep. part. Yeah, yeah. I think the most experienced guy was uh, John Allen. Then after that, it was like Cam Curl, who's only in his like, fourth year. Yeah, Kendall then, Kendall Fuller yeah. was the other one. Yeah, right. Yeah, Kendall Floor as well. Um, who 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 had a, another solid game? I feel like he was. Uh, I don't know what his stats were, but it didn't feel like he gave up much. And then he was there on that game ceiling interception. Yep. This kind of felt like if there were three players that I kind of was pinpointing on from the defense yesterday they didn't get uh any sacks which of course people are going to say well that's what happens when you get rid of chase young and montez sweat i get that but like you said they shut the door kj henry should have had his first career sack first career force fumble i have no idea what a roughing the passer call is if that's one of them because that was absolute garbage I, I don't know if you heard the explanation. I did not. I stepped away for a second. When I came back I was I, and I saw the play, I was like, what in the world? Uh, they robbed that guy of his first career sack, and it could have been it could have led to a, a game changing play with with New England kicking a field goal there. Yeah, this was probably the most precise and detailed week of of umpiring and refing that I've seen. And, mm. and just the, all the games that I caught, I'm like, man, they called that. Even yeah. the game really in Dallas. I was like, how is that PI? I mean, the ball was thrown out of bounds. He he was ahead of the receiver. He has the right to his position, but hey, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, AJ Henry losing that. I saw that clip and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what they're trying to show right here. Yeah. Like this 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 looks like there wasn't even there there used they called that for that one year, they called it burping the quarterback where you put your weight on. I don't even feel like he did that. I I, I mean, I don't understand. Whatever. At least it didn't end, end up impacting the game, but yeah. it stinks for KJ Henry getting a chance to to be out there and could have had a sack. I mentioned him, I mentioned three guys. so him, Emmanuel Forbes feel like it was a good rebound game. It wasn't the level of receiver, you know, and so there was a step down in the in the skill, but hey, you still got to go out there. You still got to make plays. I feel like oh, he was yeah. all over the place. He was all over the receiver. Didn't get called for anything, which was great. And then Quan Martin, who had struggled a little bit to kind of get out there to seal that with a vict- with the, the 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 pick at the end. That 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 felt really nice for this these young guys as a whole. And so those three guys were huge, and they're all rookies. They're all rookies, and it it lets you think that that things are trending upwards. That mm-hmm. Things are trending upwards, and and they they have a matchup coming up that frankly ain't no slouch. No. There's no slouch of the receiving core that they're about to face. 
uh, from the Seattle Seahawks. We're not going to get into it over here on this episode of Believe in Commanders. You have to tune in in the next episode where we're going to break that down a little bit more. And I'll get to talk about my my time in 2011 catching a touchdown pass over there in Seattle. That was the loudest stadium I've ever been in. I, I, I love it. But then I silenced them. So it was like, that's right. Keep that down. Keep that down. <laughs> oh, man. But yes, let's shut this thing down, man. Let's close it out and get up out of here, folks. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Check out betonline.ag. Use that code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus. Check us out on social media. Join in that conversation on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, on, on Twitter. If you go over there, let me know some. Let me know some. What are your expectations in this upcoming matchup against Seattle? What are you looking forward to over there? Somebody was tweeting that uh, they said DK Metcalf going against Emmanuel Forbes said they're scared. And so I don't think that's going to be the matchup. I think no. Forbes matches up better with Lockett, put BSJ on DK, and then let uh, Fuller run around after Jackson Smith and the Jigba. But either way, you can also listen to us on TuneIn Radio, Sirius XM, and all your favorite streaming platforms. That's it. Commanders win, y'all. 20 to 17. That's it. That's all you got to say. It feels good. Commanders win 20 to 17. This is Anthony Armstrong. That's Brian Murphy. We'll see you guys on the next episode of Believe in Commanders. Catch you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.